Welcome to Waking Up From Breaking Up, the podcast all about breakups with real experiences from ordinary and everyday people. My name is Ira J, and I'm your host. Today we are talking about releasing relationships, specifically friendships, um, from your life that no longer benefit you and them. Um, Our guest today is, his name is G. G and I went to to undergrad together and studied architecture. And um, after undergrad, which was 2009, we kind of separated and went in our different ways. And uh, we reconnected, I think, through Instagram, where I saw him posting a lot about his dog, who's quite famous. And, um, and we reconnected in the city that we live in now in Vancouver. And he's very kind and, and thoughtful for the people that he considers friends and that he truly loves. Um, but he, ha- he has been taken advantage of. And he talks about his experience in these friendships of um, how he's taken advantage of and, and understanding that he may have contributed to this and now he's learning how to put up boundaries, uh, what he will tolerate, um, his focus on himself and um, being intentional with his friendships and his relationships. Stay till the end for the reflection section and in this section we're going to talk about the type of people you want in your life because they say you are the company that you keep. So keep that in mind. (laughs) Well, enjoy the episode and see you at the other side. When school ended, we went our separate ways and I only kind of kept in contact with you via Instagram. And then I went missing. (laughs) Yeah, you you literally disappeared um, for a while there, but you were going through a lot of life stuff. Like, you've gone through a lot. I've gone through breakups, friendship with strangers, <laughs> relationships. How do you break up with strangers, G? <laughs> it was my, he was my tenant. Oh, uh, like, okay. You know, okay, okay. Um, fair enough. Everything. The only thing I, I haven't done is get married and get divorced. <laughs> Otherwise, I've done, a, I've done it all. <laughs> yep. Plus two points for you. <laughs> I did not get married. I got engaged. Mm-hmm. I was engaged and we broke up before we got married. I thought you got married and then you went out. <laughs> no, no. Um, we broke up right before we were going to get married. So it was That's a, good- <laughs> it's a great thing, actually. I was actually talking to him today. I don't know how you do that. I seriously don't. <laughs> Once I'm done, I'm done. Well, it, it, you know, like, I think I just had to change my perspective. I grew up you know, holding grudges, like, no offense to my mother, I love her to pieces, and my family, the rest of my family, everyone always held grudges, and that's what I grew up with, and I thought that was normal. But I realized, man, it's just taking up so much of my energy. I'm like, I broke up with him, you know, as wonderful as a person he is, I had to see him as just a regular human being, and he didn't mean to hurt me. He's human, you know? It, and then I was like, it doesn't take away from me. And me as a person, I'm still kind. I'm still, I'm still generous with my time um, and effort. And um, it just spoke of who he was. I don't want to be with him. I deserve better than what he had given me. 
and and but that doesn't take away who I am, you know. And and I'm grateful for our time together. And then he's the only one that's ever fucking loved me the way you know, <laughs> you know. And he loved me when I was insecure and and stuff. So like, how how can I be mad, you know? Like he gave me confidence to love myself enough to walk away from. See, that's what I need to do is figure <laughs> that side of me out because I'm so used to just once you're out of my life, you're out of my life. Like what I what I've said before is like. You don't have to worry about me being your enemy because I will never be your enemy. You'll be never be my enemy because basically once you're out, you're like dead to me. It's <laughs> like there's like, you know, there's no energy put into it because like what's yeah. the point of cutting ties when you're still going to be enemies with somebody? Well, that and then you care still when you're angry yes. or resentful or, you know, enemies, yeah. you care at some at even just a little bit. You know, and I get it. Like, I've lost friends as well. And um, I just, I used to care so much. I used to try to fix everything. So tiring. So tiring. <laughs> so tiring. Well, tell us, tell us, tell us, you know, because, you know, sometimes when I look at it and I talk to my therapist about this, I was like, man, I've lost a lot of friends. I'm like, is there something I'm doing wrong? She's like, well, do you feel like you're doing something wrong? Do you, are you kind? Do you think you're being kind? Are you resentful? Are you, are you, con- oh, what's the word I'm looking for here? When you're butting heads? You know, I'm bad at words. <laughs> I'm bad with words. I don't even know what that word is. You know what I mean? Like, do you yeah. cause the drama? Yeah. Do you know, all this stuff. And I was like, well, I don't think so. You know, like, and so I think, because I know you and then you're amazing. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and I think you have such a big heart and you're so so generous i think you told me about one friend or was the next boyfriend that like took all your money oh that was or both <laughs> my my ex-boyfriend took all my money but my um one of my best friends pretty much almost did the same yeah, yeah. but like see for me is like with everything that has happened in my life and one thing i realized is I'm that kind of person that's like, once you're part of my circle, I care about you. Yeah. And I will, and if you become my friends or somebody that I really know, I'll be there. I'll be your friend for life. Yeah. It doesn't matter how far we are. It doesn't matter how, um, when, when the last time we spoke to each other, I will still be there for you. But it does take a lot of energy for me to do that. So for me, the only way... I can take care of myself is to cut ties. I really have to make sure that what I commit mm-hmm. so that I know that the people that are truly close to, um, to me, I'm giving them all of my effort. I'm giving them all of my energy because they've proven to me that they're worth all that time, all that effort. Like you so, treat them like family. Yes. Beyond family. Oh my God. It's, yeah. yeah. Family. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, like, when I first moved out here, you and I hung out and stuff, and I felt like I was like, "Oh man, we haven't like skipped a beat," <laughs> you know? Yes, this was yeah. like, "Oh my god, we haven't seen each other for so long," but it didn't seem like that. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. and I, I think you make people feel so welcoming, and you're so loving in that way. And I feel like some people can take advantage of that. And that's the thing is like, it's I'm still trying to figure out 
who I am as a person. And I know that all of the people that I tend to gravitate to are people that tend to take advantage of me. Mm. And that's why it's so hard for me to make friends, to talk to completely new people. Mm-hmm. Because I just don't want to have to commit to, a, to some type of a relationship when I know that a lot of the times the people that I recently introduced into my life in the past decade are all those people. Mm-hmm. So for me, if you I really... Like a guard up, a wall up. I have to because then I really need to figure out first, before I can even develop a relationships, any type of relationships, I need to figure out why I attract those type of people. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, okay, what is it that attracts me to them or why are they attracted to me? Because that's what I really need to resolve is put that guard up there and mm-hmm. not everyone else. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I've never really spoken to like a, a therapist with the exception of like friends yeah. and people. But like, I always, I've always believed in myself that you just got to figure, for me, I have to I figure everything out on my own. And mm-hmm. a lot of trials, errors, um, some of them are very costly, emotionally, <laughs> financially, everything yeah. in between. But um, that's the only way I've figured everything out. Like, Didn't one of your friends or your ex-boyfriend, like, got you bankrupt? Basically, so, <clears throat> long story short, um, one of my closest friends, I... I let that person that person use my name to um, purchase a house because that person was going through a divorce, and I was like, you know, godparents to the kids. We, are, my family knew um, this individual, and five years after, when we had to renew the mortgage, mm-hmm. the mortgage was no longer being paid. So I had to get myself out of that situation, um, borrowed money from family, which. I'm truly grateful for. And then I met this individual, <laughs> which was my ex. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, um, after that relationship, I realized that see, I think he was just using me to get his PR card, mm. his green card to Canada. Mm. And after, you know, and then reclaiming the, the house that I received from my friend, mm-hmm. um, my tenant completely screwed me over by pretty much destroying the place. Tenant insurance did not help. It was like I couldn't sue somebody that had no money. I could not file a report. I had to go through Manitoba's tenancy board. It's not the same as how it is in BC. Mm. So at the end of the the day, when when you can't trust somebody that you love, you can't trust a friend that you grew up with, Mm-hmm. And you can't trust a complete stranger that you've helped along the way. Gave them a home. Gave them a home. Yeah. And like, yeah, like, because he, he was a tenant with me for two years. And like, there's so many things that has happened in this life Yeah, that I'm like, okay, you know what? That's fine if your rent is, do, um, is a little late. You know, small things. Mm-hmm. But like, three things. How am I supposed <laughs> to trust anyone at that point? And yeah. So that's why I completely just went off the grid. <laughs> yeah, you did. You totally went off the grid. I had to. Yeah. It, it, you think it was a defense mechanism of like blocking yourself up completely from the rest of the world? 
I needed a break. And I really thought, yeah, it was And this was pre-COVID. This was, I know, I should have trademarked social distancing. <laughs> yeah. I was telling myself, I should have trademarked that thing because I was doing it before COVID. That was um, the year 2018. Mm. And you didn't resent them or like when you took a took took a step back from everyone, um, did you felt resentment? Did you feel anger? Did you what did you feel? Um well it was just the the exact same thing that you were asking yourself. Is it is is it me? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, the only person or the only thing that is in all of the situations outside of all of these people is me. So there has to be something that I'm contributing to all of this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a harsh reality for me to know that it's like, it's, I can't, or I don't know. I truly believe in energies and I'm, I feel like those people, that type of energy is just completely attracted to me and I'm attracted to them. Mm-hmm. So, I really, that's part of the reason why I completely went off the grid because I just needed a break from it because um, I didn't know how to handle it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so no cell phone. I only relied on Wi-Fi, did not talk to anybody with the exception of like my family. And that was like my immediate family, not even cousins or anything like that knew what I was up to on a daily basis. Um, and just kind of, I, I don't think I really worked on myself. I had no intentions of trying to figure out who I was. All I knew that there is a problem. I'm part of the problem. And I need to shut everything down. I basically told myself, I have to remove myself out of the equation. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not talking to anybody um, in terms of any type of communication, mm-hmm. then nothing's going to come back to me. Mm-hmm. So that's how I thought about it. Um, for that whole year. You don't think you worked on yourself for that entire year? <laughs> no, no, like, I I, I did. Um, yeah. And I know myself better now as a person compared to before, mm-hmm. but that wasn't what my initial plan was. Mm-hmm. I just needed to remove myself. I knew I needed to remove myself just because if anything else was to happen um, to me, I knew that I would probably end up killing myself. Yeah, a there's a tipping point. Yeah, there was, it was the tipping point. It's like, yeah. and everything... In my life, what I've noticed also comes in threes. Oh. So those were three things. So I I knew I had to, like, change the course, but I didn't know how. So I'm like, let let me take myself out of the equation Mm. without having to physically take myself out of the equation. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is really strong of you because when someone, when people do take advantage or when you are in such a low um, mental headspace, you often think about suicide and that, and that's tough and kudos on you, right? Like to be like, no, I'm first going to remove myself, remove myself from yeah. the equation, gather my thoughts and, and find myself. But like, you know what? I've thought about it over and over again. And like the only thing I could think of was like, why would I remove, why would I remove myself completely out of, out of this world when I'm just going to bring sorrow and burden to my family? Mm-hmm. Especially to my mom. Mm-hmm. And my, She's very Filipino. Yeah. And my dad just passed away a couple of years before yes. all of this happened. So I'm like, I'm not, I, I don't want to be that person to put another knife through her heart when something bad has already happened to her. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I can't handle this, I know my, my mom would not be able to handle it as well. Mm-hmm. So 
I just had to remove myself. You think you leaned on your family a lot to help you kind of cope with every all the stresses and... Um, no, because I also did not really talk to my family. Like, the only people that really knew what was going on with me was my brothers that lived here. But at the same time, it was very distant. They knew that, and they knew, and they made it clear that they would always be, mm-hmm. um, they would always support me mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I grew up as a Filipino. We don't talk about feelings. <laughs> Oh my right? God, we, don't, we don't talk about any of that, right? You know that they'll always be there silently. And when you call for help, they'll always be there for you. But you don't, we, we've never been able to communicate in an emotional level. Mm-hmm. So for me, I really didn't have anybody to talk to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get that. Being a Filipino as well, like, I'm a very emotionally in tuned person, but that took a lot of work um, and it took a lot of time. I think I say now when people leave or whatever, I say, love you. I think my family took like a long time to get used to that. You know, I'm like, but you never know when's the last time you're going to see somebody. And if you love them, I'm not talking about like being in love because I always say to all my friends, love you, love you, love you. Yes, you do. I do. do. Yeah. And like, I'm a love whore. <laughs> but like, you know, if this is the last time I'm going to see someone, I lost a cousin at a very young age. And I don't, I can't remember what's the last thing I said to him. So, and I lost a friend at a very young age as well. And um, I actually do remember what I, last thing I said to him was via a messenger because he was in Italy. And it was like, miss you guys, I love you. You know, and that's how I want to, if I get hit by a bus with my dog tomorrow, I want people to know that I love them. And that mm-hmm. was the last thing I said to most people. If I don't say I love you, it's probably because I'm in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? And and growing up as Filipino and being, you know, saying those things, you know. Does not exist. No, and it, it's like, they see, I don't know, like, I don't know, no one's ever actually said this to me, but, like, I, I just felt like growing up, I felt like if you showed emotion, you were weak. Yes. Yeah. That's so true. It's like a Filipino mentality. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem with me is that I'm an emotional person. <laughs> like, I can't even have a conversation where I'm so passionate about without me almost crying Mm -hmm. so and i show my emotions easily like i don't have a poker face whatever (laughs) if i'm pissed off i'm pissed off you can see it if i'm happy you can even um hear it in your voice in my voice but so that so knowing that part of me i was just like oh i really need to figure that figure it out yeah that was the biggest takeaway from going off the grid for i think it was over a year I'm still working on it. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're slowly getting back into it. Maybe COVID was good for you. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Mandatory. (laughs) Mandatory social distancing. Sweet. (laughs) I had had a perfect excuse why I couldn't see people or why I could not hang out with people. Um, You know, spent most of COVID with... Your dog. uh, My dog. Yeah. Um, an individual, which was part of my family, but is no longer. I s- still consider this person family, but <laughs> yeah. nothing to me anymore. 
taking a step back yeah. from that from that relationship yeah. and that's fair um but yeah with this whole with what happened with covid and like the fact that i had to um mean you know that whole social distancing um maintaining it really showed what relationship i really needed to maintain um the whole time i i, I was off the grid you know i've worked on pre-covid pre-covid yeah i'm on version three or four myself now <laughs> like you know wait I mean, that's it oh yeah, yeah only <laughs> oh, four years oh yeah um I, I usually will tell myself that okay um, every single year I try something new or every single year I will introduce somebody new to my life. Mm. Give it, give that individual one full year, whether it's going to work or not, or do I have to like remove myself from that, um, from that relationship or from that person. So with, um, with my version of who I am right now, it's still, I'm still working on it and, um, realizing with before COVID, and during COVID, there you don't really need a lot of relationships. Um, one thing I really realized is that there's so many things I can do independently on my own that I don't need somebody to be there for me. Unfortunately, like, unfortunately, like physically, physically, yeah. like I don't have to enjoy many things in this world with somebody. Mm-hmm. I can do everything with myself, like mm-hmm. by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do have a dog that I do everything with, so <laughs> I don't know how I, I would feel yeah. if I did not have my dog, Nikita. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one thing I truly realized is that you don't need a lot of people in your life. You don't need, like, I'm an extrovert introvert. Like, when I'm in a group of people that I really know, I'm like, Excellent. that center of attention. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't need to be. Yeah. So, like... That's one thing I truly realize is you don't need a lot of relationships. Mm-hmm. And relationships demand so much from everyone. And it's, they're so hard to maintain. <laughs> Especially when like, you're doing so many things with your time. And when, um, I'm doing so many things with my time. Like, How do we actually find a time to continue relationships with so many different people? Mm-hmm. I literally, if you look at my calendar, I literally... Yes. If you look at my like like my iPad calendar or my iPhone calendar, it's books with people and I literally have to book right now people in advance, like a week or so in advance if I if I want to date you or if I if I value our friendship a lot that I have to book you in. <laughs> like I have to book you in for lunch, I have to book you in for brunch, I have to book you in for a date. <laughs> and I have to put in my calendar a week in advance. And if you say, hey, let's check in in the middle or end of the week, sorry, that time slot is probably gonna be gone. <laughs> and a lot of people don't understand that. No. A lot of people don't understand that. It's like I've that's one thing I re- learned too is like, hey, if you want to spend time with me and I work a full-time job I have two days off I commit one of those days off to my dog because um I completely cherish her and she's, she's the one that friend. she's my best friend and I owe it to her because I'm gone 40 hours a week yeah then there's really one full day where I get to do whatever I want so if you don't understand the fact that hey if you are not confirming with me now this you want to spend some time with me then don't be messaging me a couple days or a couple hours before that time 
Yeah. A lot of people don't understand that. Yeah. <laughs> um, like for me, it takes so much energy to commit to like a relationship, to have conversation. I work in retail mm-hmm. and I'm constantly talking to people. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I really need that time to like decompress and like take myself out of everything. So just to be able to um, stay insane <laughs> for the most part, like for, for me to be able to function on an everyday basis, I do need that time. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't understand that you don't need to be with a friend. You don't need to be with someone, with somebody to actually enjoy your time, enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time is like you, even though you're not searching for answers, answers do come when you're actually spending that time. Mm-hmm. Like answers that you don't even thought about or like question, um, think, about. think yeah. about and like questions that you may not have even known. You get to know yourself more, so I think, when you're in by yourself and trying to understand yourself and be more self-aware. Yeah, we are... Like definitely, I'm like um, I definitely agree with with the whole COVID thing and people are like we're meant to be socializing and with other people and I I get that we are but we're also um, need time for ourselves and to understand ourselves yeah. and then to learn to take have those boundaries actually that when so that people don't take advantage of us like, exactly exactly <laughs> so, like learn how to. Um, build those boundaries or um, tell that individual what those boundaries are so that you're not having to build the walls later. Exactly. That's one thing that I'm still trying to learn is like, okay, like, you know, boundaries with time, boundaries financially. You have to create so many different types of boundaries with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need to start doing that the moment you um, meet somebody because mm-hmm. otherwise you're going to st- start building walls mm-hmm. at the end of it. And you start resenting them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Like, I've lost a lot of friendships just this summer, to be honest. And I kind of just let it go. Because I don't think I was a bad person. Um, I oh, go out of my way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. You know, I go out of my way to, you know, to see certain people. And, um, and if they feel like if I offend them in any way and they don't express that to me, I'm not going to read their mind. Right. And so I'm here spending time with you. But if you if you have to go or if you don't feel comfortable spending time with me due to COVID or do whatever, you have to tell me. Yeah, yeah. But I'm understanding if people communicate with me, I understand, you know, like I think a lot of the time, too, is like people don't want to say the truth. No. Um, and I don't know why it's so hard for many people to say the truth. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're honest at the very beginning mm-hmm. and you inform that person it's like you know what mm-hmm. don't be afraid to tell me the truth doesn't matter if it's good or bad mm-hmm. like i think a lot of people are afraid to like oh my god i'm gonna hurt their feelings mm-hmm. i'm like you know what it's better to hurt that person's feelings right at that moment than later on because well also if you, you build up so many angst yeah um uh, resentment, resentment. Oh my god. <laughs> and then Next thing you know, you're going to be holding a grudge. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, you're trying to avoid hurting that person's feelings by not being honest with them. You're hurting yourself. Exactly. Yeah. So like I had a friend, I don't know, several months ago, just removed me from Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) She just like didn't talk to me at all about it. Didn't know there was, 
I knew there was kind of like issues. I've also taken a step back, you know, but like if there's an issue, talk to me about it. Exactly. Either I will want to resolve it or or just be like, okay, <laughs> I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's it's commu- it's about communication and it's and when we try to avoid other people's feelings, it's because we can't handle it ourselves. Like um if you offended me in in some way, I wouldn't go like you fucking asshole, blah blah blah. <laughs> you know, you're my friend. Yeah. I literally would go, hey, that actually hurt me. You know, and then if you don't say you're sorry, or or I can't expect for you to say you're sorry, um, but I probably you know get hurt a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but the way people react, you can't control how people react. But I always I've been finding lately the way they react is how. <laughs> speaks more of them and what they're going through than it speaks of me. So as long as you're being true to yourself and being kind in, in what you're doing and being genuine about it, and I think that's the best approach. That is so true. Because, like, for me, um, with my family that I just said, like, you know what, I need to remove myself from from you. I, at the, at the beginning of COVID, um, you know, hung out a lot, but I've also told myself, okay, this is who I am. This is where I am in my life. These are the things that I don't like. Obviously, I did not lecture her for three hours telling her everything about <laughs> me and what I don't like. But like, you you know, as the time progressed through conversations and if a person cannot accept or be like, okay, you know what? This is that how this person is. Then you got to say something. Mm-hmm. You cannot let it run through time and time again because at the end of the day you're you're the one who's holding the grudge you're the one who's holding that resentment mm-hmm. you're the one who's feeling that way not me because mm-hmm. the way i perceive relationships and the way i go through relationships is like as long as i am honest and truth to myself mm-hmm. i'm so sorry if i'm gonna offend you or hurt your feelings but i need to first it's me before you mm-hmm. um and if i do offend or hurt your feelings then let me know Mm -hmm. and then if you can't handle that then obviously you got to consider what this relationship is Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like for me it's like because I value my time I value who I spend time with like and if you if you become part of my circle then you mean something to me but if you don't um understand that and like realize that my time is val- valuable. It doesn't matter if I'm just sitting around doing nothing. Then we can't work it out. Mm-hmm. I need to be around people that bring me up to a higher level, right? Like all my friends, like yourself, the self-awareness. You, you being self-aware, you being honest and genuine brings me to a higher level. It inspires me to be a better version of myself. A good response to someone who who got offended of you not bailing or if them expressing to you that they're hurt in some way is like, you know, I'm really sorry that you feel this way. I obviously didn't mean to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how can I mend our relationship and how can, you know, like the communication, right? But I think that takes a lot of balls for people to admit they're wrong, they're wrong or to swallow their pride. Mm-hmm. It's like, and I find like those are people with good integrity. Yeah. <laughs> when and they swallow so, their pride. Yes. Sorry. 
I find that a lot of the time with people is like how it's all about benefits, mm. right? It's like, how do I benefit from this relationship? And that's where they prioritize their time. I don't know how you do it because I really cannot spend like I like that's one thing I admire about you is that you're able to like pick yourself up and move on to like, okay, let's build a uh, a relationship with this person. Let's build a relationship with this person. Let's start a relationship with this person while I'm ending something else. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I cannot do that. Uh, and like, that's one thing like I admire about you. And like, I, that's one thing that I'm also trying to figure out how I can incorporate that in my life. Cause I know what I'm doing right now is not the best. It's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can just keep removing themselves out of everything Putting walls up. And putting walls up and like just saying it's like, you know, for me, I'm, I'll am i be okay at the end of the day if I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. I, re- I re- already told myself, I'm like, if I'm that person that's going to be single for the rest of my life, I am okay with that. Mm-hmm. But I know not everybody would be. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. <clears throat> I can't. I always just approach it as this person was not that person. Why are you going to suffer from what the damage that someone else has done to me? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's not fair on you, right? I can't hold a grudge on you because I lost a friend who took advantage of me, who, who thought I was selfish when they didn't communicate what I did wrong. Because if you communicate that I did something wrong, I would 100% fix it and use it to benefit me and to be a better person. Yeah. Right? So that's my mentality is like, I don't, I don't, like, if someone used me to plan their wedding to, you know, boost their ego, I'm not going to use that against you because that person used me. You know what I mean? Like, for me, yes, I would not use whatever a per- someone else did um, to me um, that caused pain mm-hmm. um, and think of it was like, oh, this person is going to do it to me again. But I just... Every single time I decide to give humanity a second chance, I always tell myself, <laughs> <"Humanity."> <laughs> they fuck up somehow. <laughs> it's like, I don't, it's like, is it because I don't know what I'm looking for or is it I'm still attracting the same type of energy, that same type of person? Because mm-hmm. um, like, and that's why I say every year I'm willing to give one or two people a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and like really give them a chance like commit to some type of relationship and figure it out mm-hmm. but at the end of the day I always have to remove myself mm-hmm. and it's like you know and I'm removing myself for a variety of reasons not like the same reasons that I um, that I had to remove myself in the past because I hope I'm not doing it I'm not making the same mistakes over and over again but yeah I just every single time I do that I'm just like wow Another shitty person. It's like, how many shitty? I'm like, there's billions. so much. <laughs> billions and billions of shitty people. In this. But like, yeah, like that's, I I commend you for being able to just um, end one thing and start something else. Because for me, it's draining. It's tiring. <laughs> you know what though? Know they say it. in like complete independence is a trauma response. Yeah, maybe I do need to see a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, hundred oh percent. We grew up thinking that if we saw a therapist, a psychologist, that we're crazy. But honestly, oh, I know I'm crazy. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think I am. <laughs> but I think it is really good to ha- actually have a professional 
even if it's just like like this, like this conversation, you know, um, I think what my friends and my family were afraid to tell me, a professional tells me, you know what I mean? And then they make me think outside the box of what I'm not used to because I think like my family. I think like my friends. But the professional will be like, oh, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And it, in, and it's, we're not crazy. It's just, we, you don't ask, you don't ask a doctor to build your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe you can ask him for funding. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, so our minds are so complicated and we have this narrative of what our life should be and these patterns. And sometimes those patterns are wrong. And sometimes it is good to see a professional. And I think that's, um, I know that's one thing I'm realizing is that because I don't hang out with a lot of people and I don't talk to a lot of people, even have conversations like this, I realize that I'm like, okay, where am I getting my insights from? Like, how, like how do I see the world? Where is it coming from? And a lot of it is coming from me mm-hmm. and the many personalities I have. But... <laughs> It's still coming from me. So for me, and maybe that's part of the reason why I'm constantly working in like my version of who I am every single year is because instead of me seeing a therapist or seeing somebody to talk to, um, which would help move this um, period of my life a lot faster, for me to really know who I am, instead of me taking maybe a whole decade, maybe it might be five years instead. You know, honestly, when it comes to therapists and stuff, like, I don't think I'll date anyone now if they haven't seen a therapist. Oh, really? Because then it just, I was like, what are you working on? Do you know what I mean? Like, you have to show me some type of self-awareness, right? I think your friends, like this, and conversations, like this, they're your therapist. But most men that, that I date don't talk to a lot oh, of no, their friends. Can, yeah. Not not in a, love, in a level like this. No. You know, a lot of my male friends talk to me like this. <laughs> well, and I think a lot of them too is that, you know, they're, whatever they're talking about, they're all the same mind. They, have all, they all have the same mindset. Mm-hmm. So are they really getting any new information or insight? Exactly. So that's why I think going to a professional is a great, great thing. <laughs> In two, one or two words, describe to me who is G now. The baddest bitch. <laughs> I stole that from somebody famous, but you know what? I truly believe in that. And kudos. And you are (laughs) some bad bitch. (laughs) Uh, I love you. Thank you for coming. Welcome to the reflection section of this week's episode. Um, So like I said in the beginning of the interview is a you keep you are the company you keep. So if you're attracting certain type of people that tend to hurt you like G was, sometimes you have to look into the mirror and change your approach and of friendships and what you're looking for. G G found friends that took advantage of his kindness. Then he isolated himself to keep his his sanity like he said, and now he's very guarded from the experience he had with those people. And that's really unfortunate because G is a very kind individual. He's very thoughtful. And people should just meet him because he's fun and energetic and just awesome human being, to be honest. And he he does know that there is something about him or the way he approaches his friendships that attracts these certain people that have taken advantage of his kindness or 
that treat him so poorly. So it does take a level of awareness um, to admit to yourself that you may contribute to these to these things and these friendships, good or bad, happening around you and in your life. G is making the change in himself and learning to set boundaries. You know, unfortunately, he is also putting a wall up due to the trauma from his experience, which is a natural human response. It's hard to put your walls down when you're constantly getting hurt. Um, but then also the pain creates these scars, which make you more resilient and able to handle these things. But it is scary to to allow yourself to get hurt every time. So totally understandable what G is doing. But when logic is that instead of avoiding people and avoiding making new friends, we need to be focused and intentional in our relationships. And just to be clear, when I talk about relationships, I mean like platonic friendships, like family, cousins, could be also romantic relationships. You know, it, it should be really with everyone um, uh, uh, and these types of people or the people that you surround yourself with are, are these relationships, right? Sometimes friendships, and we have to understand this, is sometimes friendships dissipate. We lose touch with each other, lose connection. Uh, sometimes people in friendships outgrow each other. Uh, not necessarily a bad thing or just, um, you know, sometimes you just go in different directions in life. Like your values change and go... Uh, opposite directions, hobbies are, are different, things that you have in common are different, jobs, political opinions can help sometimes dissipate friendships. And that's okay. Um, uh, G obviously didn't have that experience. What he talked about mainly was the people that took advantage of him and his friendships and his ability to trust these people. So, but, you know, sometimes it's okay to accept that you outgrow each other and, Sometimes people are in your life temporarily and just a chapter. And it's unfortunate, right? But that's life. You know, it's constantly changing. And then there's the other end of the spectrum where people hang on or cling on to relationships way too long. And it becomes forced um, because of maybe nostalgia or the history with that individual or that person or that friendship. Um, but when a relationship is no longer benefiting either parties or either people, sometimes the best thing to do is just release it and move on. Because it can be mentally and emotionally draining and it's really not worth it when it's taking time out of your day and energy out of you. Of you. And like I said, G definitely experienced that and got hurt from it of trying to keep friendships and relationships that um, no longer benefited him. And I guess when we get older, you're very selective of the people you surround yourself with. So I tend to surround myself with people who inspire me to be better than who I am today and who challenge me to think outside the, the box. And yeah, I actually surround myself with numerous types of people. I do that because... They contribute to, yeah, making me a better person, challenging me. And um, <laughs> if I took every characteristics or aspects that I love about each individual and put it into one person, I'd find my soulmate. <laughs> but not everything could be in one person. We can't find everything in one person. So we create the tribe or 
our friends, our people that we surround ourselves with, with all these different characteristics. And so that we don't have to rely on one person to have it all because one person can't have it all because no one is perfect. But it's good to have all these different aspects in your friendships and the people you surround yourself with. And when you are with them, you kind of have it all, but in just different people. Here are a list of the types of people I think we should all have in our lives. Number one, and this is what I think is the most imperative, is having someone that challenges you. Someone who challenges your thoughts, your ideas, not necessarily put you down to make you think and see outside the box and out of your comfort zone. To me, that is my sister. She's completely different than me. She thinks she thinks differently. She approaches life completely differently. And I appreciate that. I may have a hard time showing that I appreciate it sometimes. And I may get frustrated. But I know she cares for me and loves me. And I respect her and her opinion. And um, yeah, and it's always nice to see someone's pers- different perspective. And to kind of understand it from where they're coming from. I may not necessarily always agree with it, but it does make me think outside my box, outside outside my head, outside my comfort zone. I, I, what I think is logical um, may not be logical to someone else. So having a different opinion always challenges us us to think differently, to to challenge our minds, to see w- what other options there is out there. The second thing is to surround yourself with people with high integrity and character. That's people who are honest, loyal, authentic, humble, and kind. Those people are trustworthy. Obviously, every person I think you should surround yourself with should have aspects of those. Um, Number three is the people that keep you grounded. Not the ones that put you down because they are jealous, but the ones that remind you to be humble, uh, to be proud of your success, your accomplishment, but also keep you... um, Keep your head straight. Um, who doesn't let your ego get the best of you or doesn't let your head get too big, you know, and who reminds you to always be kind no matter how successful you are. Someone that reminds you of your truth, of your roots, of your beginnings, um, you know, the struggles that you had to get to where you are and so that your head doesn't get too big. These are, yeah, like I said, these are not people that puts you down to make them feel better about themselves. That's coming from their own personal pain rather than the path of challenging you in a positive way. If they come from a negative perspective to put you down to, that is coming from their own insecurities and their own bruised ego. So you have to know the difference between who is supporting you and keeping you grounded versus someone who's just trying to insult you and keep you down and keep your confidence low. The fourth type of person you want is your supporter or cheerleader. Someone who will congratulate you on your little victories as well as your life-changing success. So from a career change or for a new relationship or um, they're just excited for you and just cheers you on. I, you know, to be honest, I think I'm that for most of my friends, um, like I like supporting my friends when they get new jobs and I cheer them on. I celebrate it with them. Uh, <laughs> and this is funny. I get super excited 
when my friends start a new relationship, like a romantic relationship, and they start dating like these people and I can hear the happiness in their voice. It gets me so excited <laughs> and it's so silly, but I just, I love love and, and I love love for my friends and I want them to be happy in love and happy in their careers. And just to me, happiness is success. So if they find happiness in their regular routine of like working out, eating right, going for runs, I cheer them on, I support them, I'm loving that. And yeah, and that's the type of person um, you kind of want in your life. It's, it's very uplifting. And the final type of person you want in your life is a mentor. Someone who can teach you more than you know, because knowledge is power. Um, and so you want to be able to learn from somebody, whether that's in your career or self-growth or self-improvement, I mean, <laughs> um, anything. Or, you know, what I really love actually is when my friends recommend a book for me to read to help me improve, whether that's in myself or the way I handle relationships or in my career. Um, yeah, books and podcasts. I love when my friends and family, um, uh, recommend things because it, you know, and, and yeah, and I'm constantly learning. And, um, so yeah, so, you know, mentors help you learn and grow and it just, these types of people, these five types of people, they can be, you can have two of these characteristics in one person or three in one person. And if you have all five in one person, you are one lucky son of a bitch <laughs> and be proud of yourself because that's hard to find <laughs> in one person. And also, even though we're looking for these types of people, these characteristics and the people we want to surround yourself with, make sure that you possess these or similar types of qualities in yourself and be able to give that same amount of effort and and have these kind of characteristics for yourself to be able to give to other people as your friends and your family as well. Like, unfortunately, G found out the hard way and people took advantage of him while he was giving all these qualities and being, you know, having great character and supportive um, challenges people. And yet people took advantage of him. And like I said, he's now selective and is more intentional with the people he surrounds himself with. And he's creating his inspiring tribe from the ground up. I hope this helps you out and uh, you learned a thing or two from G's experience. And so now go find your tribe. And I'm going to leave you with this. Be honest with your words. Be kind with your actions. Be fearless with your heart and be brave enough to be vulnerable. Thank you for listening. Lots of love. Mm -hmm.